I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, fellow football fan. Darwin Nunez is the new star of Liverpool's attack. The striker made the move over from Benfica to Liverpool for 80 million euros and a possible 20 million in add ons. Darwin Nunez was the top goal scorer in the Portuguese league last season, scoring 26 goals. But what's the story behind this 23 year old attacker from Uruguay? I spoke with one of his former coaches and several experts on Uruguayan and Portuguese football to bring you this story. My name is Sam Verrate and welcome to the home of football. It's Nunes, the Uruguayan. Jeremczuk wants it pulled back. Nunes went alone. The goal they're looking for. And they've got it as well. Slip by Canate, and it's invited Benfica back into the game. Darwin Nunez makes it Benfica one, Liverpool two. Nunez was born in Artigas, a city in the north of Uruguay, close to the border of Brazil. His family didn't have a lot of money to spend. His mother cleaned houses, and his father was a builder. Darwin Nunez loved to play football and was first scouted as a young teenager by a man named José Perdomo. Perdomo took him to Peñarol Football Club in Uruguay's capital, Montevideo, with the hopes of turning Darwin Nunez into a professional football player. It took young Darwin some time to get used to the big city. 
When he finally seemed to adapt to it all, he tore his cruciate ligament in his right knee, playing in the National League's second tier with the Peñarol B team. It took him over a year to fully recover, but then he relapsed and needed further surgery. It was at this point that Darwin started to doubt his future in football. His older brother had also been a football talent, but he had quit to become a police officer so he could provide for the family. Darwin thought he might be headed in the same direction. However, he kept on going. Darwin made another comeback and started playing again in Uruguay's national youth teams. That's where David Kraakman first saw Darwin Nunez play. David is an expert on Uruguayan football players. He runs a popular Twitter account about them called Warriors of Uruguay. Here's David on the development of Darwin Nunez in Uruguay's national youth teams. Yeah, I mean, he was born in a, well, quite a poor family, which obviously isn't that, is is common among footballers in Uruguay. Uh, he was born in Artigas, which actually is pretty close to uh, where Arajo was born, Ronald Arajo. Uh, he also had two big injuries in his youth career, uh, which also led him to almost well, stopping football, like you say. And, well, eventually he didn't do that, luckily enough. But yeah, these are things which obviously shape a person or shape someone when it happens in your youth. Two main injuries, uh, which put him out for almost a year. Um, when he started playing for the Uruguay Under-20 team, and when he went to the Under-20 Copa America, the Sudamericano, this is when I uh, first saw Darwin Nunez play. At this time, he was coming through for Peñarol, but only made a few appearances. And yeah, he was he was the number nine for Uruguay under 20 in this tournament. And to be quite honest, he didn't do well in this tournament and he missed loads of chances. And there were many doubts about him, from myself included. He just didn't look uh <laughs> didn't look that good of a player. Uh really rash uh in front of goal, but also in a way of handling the ball and trying to link up play. But a few months later. He went to the under-20 World Cup, did did very well, uh, improved, scored two goals, including a beautiful goal. So, yeah, he was a bit of a rough diamond, and, and he was still really rough around the edges. But, yeah, uh, this was the first time that I saw him. And <laughs> to be honest, I didn't see, the, didn't expect him to be the player he is now um, when I saw him for the first time. Uh, like I said, he was really bad in his in his on the 20 Cup America. But yeah, that's obviously the funny thing about football. Sometimes players surprise you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So what was the transition to the first team like for Darwin Nunes, the national team of Uruguay? Even before he really uh, played for Almeria, he was called up to the Uruguay squad. And he scored a goal on his debut against Peru. So yeah, this is obviously uh, really nice. So he he really announced himself immediately with this with his goal. Since then, he has played more so, because obviously he has improved in Benfica and scoring lots of goals. So he obviously deserve a chance to get playing time for Uruguay. But because Suarez and Cavani are still there, his playing time is not as it probably as he probably deserves. And he also, it's, it's really. He is not a fixed position in Uruguay, uh, in, in the team. So sometimes he plays on the left, sometimes he plays in a two-striker system, sometimes he even plays on the right. So for him, uh, his transition to the Uruguay uh, senior squad has not been that easy because, yeah, Suarez Cavani are still around and it's not easy uh, to find a place around them. So I think 
he will really get into his into his best position, into his best form for Uruguay once Suarez and Cavani hang up their boots, which obviously is around the corner. What other uh, nuggets or facts do you know about the background of Darwin Nunes? He has a, had a brother who also was playing football. He was on his way to professional football and he stopped playing football uh, to support the family. He, he encouraged, encouraged Darwin to keep playing and um, basically gave up his career for Darwin. So it is also something, well, which is quite special. So yeah, the, the, the upbringing of Darwin is not an easy one. And this is also why he's a, he's a pretty emotional guy. Uh, when he was playing for Befica and things didn't go well, he had some moments there where he was crying because, yeah, he, he felt a game of football for him is obviously more than just a game. It's basically him playing, well, trying to assert himself uh, and trying to really show, prove himself. And for some weird reason, even though his current situation when it comes to financial is, is obviously very good. He still sometimes, and this is a bit similar to Suarez, plays a game of football like his life depends on it. Like if he loses or if he doesn't score the goal, doesn't score a chance, um, he will get back to this poor uh, upbringing. So that's, yeah, he plays football like this. Darwin Nunez made the move from Peñarol to Almeria in Spain a couple of weeks after he turned 20. Almeria was in Spain's second league and desperate to make the move back up to the Primera División, La Liga. David Badia was the assistant manager at Almeria at the time. He was one of the first people who got to work with Darwin Nunez in Europe. Here's David on his time with the young striker. He was uh, very, very young. He was a player that came from, from the south of America. And the the good impression that the, he gave us is that the point that he adapted very quick to the system, to the to the city, to the boymen, to everything. You know, it, he has a very big capacity for to adaptation for the new new environments. What were your first impressions when you first started to work with him uh, on the pitch during the training sessions, and when he started to make his mark in the team as well? Of course, uh, the level of the of the team was uh, very high because the target was to to go to La Liga to to go up in the division. And but the, he was really clear that he was a little bit different to the rest of the other players. You know, even he was really really young. Uh, he had a really or he has a already a really good character, ambitious, and he was fighting very hard every day in every training to achieve the the point that he is getting right now. Yeah. How would you describe him, you know, skill-wise? What were his strong points and what were some things you needed to work on with him? One of the points that uh, was really, really, really important for him and what makes the difference uh, absolutely in the league was his his pace and also his speed and how, how long distance he can keep this this high speed you know because in the end uh, when when he learned and when he was applying the looking for the spaces in the defensive uh, players for the opposite teams uh, was very dangerous and you know off the pitch how would you describe the character of Dorian Nunez how did you get to you know know him as a as a person outside football uh, he was a really happy, really happy guy. He was he understood what where he is and what he was doing. He was really uh, Almeria is not very very big uh, city, and there is only one shop from one of the the big brands in the world. And then we 
I was uh, walking with with my wife to to buy a, a new phone because we needed a new phone, and he was inside the shop, and I was uh, talking with him, and then the, the guy who sent the phones, and he was choosing a normal one, you know, I say. Uh, for who is this this phone? I said no, for my for my mother. I'm going to send to to Uruguay this phone, and it was it was nice that he was uh, buying a, a normal one. You know, He's, he was not looking for that for the top level phone because uh, he said that it's only for to talk. You know, hmm. yeah, it's good. It shows a bit of his character, huh? <laughs> no, it's it's something that shows you that the character that he has. You know, that he is very a normal guy. That he is not looking for very big uh, different things and it was amazing uh, d- did he have any uh, troubles you know with coming from south america different culture of course to to spain you know uh, did he have any trouble you know to get used to his new environment no in the end i think he, he could adapt very quick very fast because also the language uh, is is the same and then uh, also the city of uh, Almeria is small. The, the people is not to uh, make impression to, to the players, you know, the, the fans. Uh, okay, in the stadium, maybe you are not playing well. He, they make a little bit pressing, you know, but in, in the end, in the streets, everybody is uh, really close. Uh, you can do your own life and it's not very fanatic uh, people in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, what did you think when Darwin made the move to Benfica? Well, I, I think that the, for all the period that we were in Almeria, uh, everybody understood that the, his next level, his next step is going to be in the high level, you know, because all the things that he was doing was was amazing, and he makes big difference in not only in in, in our team, it was in 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 the in the league, you know, he was the, the best scorer, the faster guy, and the best number nine, and it was logical that one of these kind of clubs in Europe he. Took them, took him, and 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 bring him to his uh, to his club, you know, because he, he was a really good player, and I think he he did it very well in Benfica. You know that he is always uh, doing uh, uh, things for the team. You know, he's not someone who is uh, selfish or he's looking for his own. You know, he's someone who is going to to adapt quick. He's going to help uh, to other teammates, and I'm sure that uh, he's going to be very happy, and the club is going to be also, and the fans is, they are going to be very happy with him. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Darwin Nunez made the move from Almeria to Benfica in the 2020 summer transfer window. The Portuguese club paid a transfer fee of around 30 million euros. Benfica were struggling at the time. They were desperate to become champions of Portugal again and return to the Champions League. Aaron Barton is a football journalist who specializes in Portuguese football. He's from Liverpool actually, but he supports Everton. He runs a platform called Proxima Jordana, dedicated to Portuguese football. Here's Aaron on the state of Benfica when the club signed Darwin Nunes and the impact he had on the Portuguese club. It was a time of transition for Benfica. It was a time of perhaps a little bit of frustration in especially with how they'd done in Europe and that they hadn't really been able to achieve what they wanted to. So this this summer that Darwin Nunez arrived in was was a big summer. It was I think it was 104 million euros they spent wow. for a Portuguese club. That's a that's a huge summer. But obviously they benefited from the sale of, of Joao Felix who'd who'd left for around about 125 million previously. So this is a little bit after that. So they had had some money to spend. They brought in, as I say, Darwin Nunez was round about twenty five million. They brought in a winger called Everton from Gremio, I think it was from the um, the Brazilian league. They signed Pedrinho again from the Brazilian league from Corinthians, I think it was. Otamendi came in. Ruben um, Dias obviously went the other way, went to Man City. Uh, they brought in Luca Waldschmidt from the Bundesliga, who. It seemed like his Benfica career was over. A lot of people don't even realise he even played for Benfica. He was no sooner as he had arrived, he'd, he'd left. And I think he cost about 16 million. So basically the idea for Benfica at the time was they needed to reinvest in the squad to make sure that getting into the Champions League was it, it had to happen, basically. Those signings were a risk because when you spend 100 million you really have to get into the Champions League to make sure that the group stage money and perhaps even the knockout money um, will sort of, you know, help help that out, help flatten out the, those finances. They didn't end up qualifying for the Champions League. They fell at the first hurdle. They lost in the qualifier to um, Pauk, the, the Greek side. And I think for those players who arrived, Darwin Nunez included, they'll have known that getting into the Champions League wasn't going to be an easy task. But to go out at the first hurdle must have been, you know, really disappointing. And those players who arrived, they'll have dreamed of some of them being back in the Champions League and some of them playing in the Champions League for the first time. So that season, it, it sort of set the stone for just, yeah, a little bit of frustration. You know, they ended up finishing a third in the league that season, I think. So it was a difficult season for Benfica. Some of the players didn't fit, didn't really get themselves going. Um, they had to rely on the players that were sort of already there before uh, before that, that transfer window. And someone like Darwin Nunez, he, he came in and you could see the potential. You could see what he could be, but perhaps maybe the system that he was playing in and the type of role that he was, that he was playing in because... He was almost playing more of a, a creator, like a creative type of role than than as a goal scorer. And you can see that in the statistics, the fact that he he um he, he provided more assists than he actually scored goals in that first season. But 
overall, it wasn't a brilliant season for Benfica, and especially with the spending of that money. Or yeah. that wasn't to say it was on Darwin. You know, he was given opportunities, and when he did start, I think he may have started 19, 18, 19 games, something like that. So it's not as if he he had this massive um, sort of impact on how Benfica did. Yeah. So when Darwin came in, you know, what were the expectations of him? And when the season progressed, you know, how did Benfica fans view him? Um, just to be honest, I think when with that much money being spent on him, uh, I think it was a record signing. And, you know, he, he took a little bit of a time to adapt. He went through a few through a, a few sort of dry spells um but he was providing he was providing goals he was providing chances uh while Smith started up front with him for the first few games of the season as well and they actually looked like they were forging quite a good partnership round about december time i think maybe november december he was out the side for a couple of weeks with with covid and he struggled a little bit with sort of a reoccurring um knee injury something that he ended up having surgery on the May before the, the following season. I think Benfica fans could see that the potential there. I just think as a whole, the club wasn't in the best state. Uh, and it's certainly, if you you can ask any Benfica supporter on the street, if they are finishing third in the league, they're finishing, especially outside of the top two, they're not going to be particularly happy with, with the way the team are playing. They're not going to be particularly happy with the structure. And, and that can be... That can be hard for new players coming in. Uh, but then when we look at some of those names out of the ones that arrived, Darwin was the one who really sort of pulled his socks up and and um, and got on with it. And then in his second season, was had a brilliant season because you look at the, the likes of Pedrinho left, Luca Waldschmidt left, um, whereas, whereas Darwin obviously he's left now, but he left on his own terms. He made sure he, he made his mark on the Premier League, which he certainly did. He, he was actually... He won the award for uh, Liga Portugal best player. He, he, he's the type of character who wanted to sort of leave once he um, once he made made his own mark on the league for sure. Yeah, what changed, you know, during that second season? Uh, what unleashed Darwin Nunez, so to speak? I think perhaps he, he looked like he had more of a ruthlessness this season, and what I mean by that is his decision making, especially in the first season, and you, you can see that in his his number of assists is. At times, he'd probably get himself into a shooting position uh, and and sometimes choose to pass. And then when he should really be passing, he was taking on shots. It, it all looked a bit like he was caught in two minds at times. Um, and maybe sort of lacked that cutting edge, that cutting edge that you need to be a 20-goal-a-season striker, um, which which he always had the capability of being. He always had the potential to do that. And then in sort of that second season, I think having the knee surgery going away and being away from the game uh, for, for a couple of months, reassessing how the season went and then coming back to, you know, sort of a, a slightly different system. One that sort of have sort of that freedom if he wanted to drift out wide onto the left-hand side and cut inside, he could. If he wanted to sort of stay more up front as, a, as an authentic number nine, he could. And he also looked like he'd worked on various aspects of his game. His heading in the season just gone was... Markedly improved. His decision making had improved vastly, but it was only until you know the end of the season that Darwin was was able to sort of make an impact in the in the big games as well. But that was something that was always held against them, especially in his first season and for the majority of the second season. Is that at one point he hadn't scored against either Porto or 
sporting in both seasons and then towards the end of the season he um, he, he put that right he managed to uh, he actually got named man of the match in a game against Sporting his evolution I think is one reason why Liverpool chose to, to go for him is just seeing how much he'd improved a club like Liverpool with a coach like Jürgen Klopp you can see that this is a player who's incredibly adaptable what do you think are some of his weaknesses or some of the things he might have to work on now he's going to the Premier League Sometimes he can be a little bit loose with his touch. I still, I still don't think it's as bad as. I mean, you read social media when the when the deal was announced, it was, you know, all this hyperbole surrounding him, and and you know his terrible face touch and all these sorts of terms getting thrown out. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. But what will happen is, in the Premier League, if he takes a loose touch, because teams are sitting so deep. And so sort of afraid of Benfica when they've got the ball is that he has another few seconds to correct the touch. So say the ball gets away from him a couple of yards, he's able to get there and he's able to use his speed to get there to then, okay, now I've got the ball firmly under control. Let's see what I can do. In the Premier League, you just won't have that time. Loose touches, defenders will just be be on you straight away. That also affects how you play sort of one and two touch football. And, the, the speed at which the Premier League is played at, we know as as viewers, as people who watch the league, is that when a team are putting together this maybe a quick transition or a quick passage of play and the ball goes to someone who maybe isn't as comfortable and they take one touch and then they take two touches and before you know it, the whole move is sort of slowed down. The, that can be something that he could be guilty of if he, he isn't able to adjust, adjust to the sort of pace. But I think if there's one positive that you can say about his negatives, if that makes sense, is that he's had negatives in the past. He's had weaknesses in the past and he's able to go away and he's able to work on it and he's able to improve. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Liverpool are probably, for me, probably one of the best ranked clubs in Europe. If they have managed to part with this amount of money for him, it'll be because they know that even if he does have weaknesses, they'll be able to play in a way that sort of, doesn't highlight them as much and actually plays to his strengths. And also at the same time, he's now training with a higher calibre of player. So he's now playing with, against some of the best defenders in the world. You know, some people regard Virgil van Dijk as the best centre-half in the world at the moment. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's midfielders there who are, who are terrific as well. He'll be on the end of passes from, you know, the likes of Thiago now. And then also the the front players that he's playing with, Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, Mohamed Salah. So, I think the the level of everything will go up. His training sessions, the quality will go up. The opponents will obviously go up, but it's nothing that I don't see him being able to, to overcome, honestly. There you have it, the story of Darwin Nunes. From his childhood in the small city of Artiga in the north of Uruguay, to his struggles with injuries at Peñarol, and from his move to Almeria in Spain, to becoming Portugal's top scorer at Benfica. The path was never easy for Darwin Nunez, but he always managed to adapt to the situation and his environment. Let's hope he'll manage to do the same in the Premier League with Liverpool. I want to thank David Badia, David Kraakman and Aaron Barton for their interviews. Are you interested in advertising on our podcast? Mail us at podcast at buy433.com. Follow our podcast in your favorite podcast app to never miss an episode. And if you want to show your support, please share our podcast or give our podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This will really help us to get the word out. 
All right, my name is Sam van Raalte. Thank you for listening and see you at the next story in the home of football. Hi guys, Frank here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Ria Ferdinand. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Seedorf. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Adi Bioacking Firmware, a.k.a. Mr. Beast Mode. I just finished the podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.